hit it, boys. You see this Lyle Lyle Crocodile trailer? I did, actually. I saw it before the movie that I went to yesterday. You went to a movie yesterday? I did. Well, this is airing on Wednesday, so you saw it on Tuesday? I did see it on Tuesday. Nice. Me too. Uh, I'd never heard of No, I did, and I lied. I'm a liar, liar, crocodile. I went on Monday. You went to the movies... All right, so... Wait, I'm lying again. I did go yesterday. There's this, no way this... you're doing a movie and Better Call Saul on the same day. You went on Tuesday. You probably went early Tuesday. I did. I went I went 12:15 on Tuesday. Everything sucks. All My right. brain sucks. It's just one of those days. That's right. Do you know what song that is? One of those days? Yeah, just one of those days. You said everything sucks. Ah. Uh, just one of those days. I was waiting for you to go, when you don't want to wake up, everything's oh, fucked, everything. Biscuit. And I was going to say, no, it's that Monica song. Uh, just one of those days, but not that. Uh, <laughs> look, I want to talk about Crocodile, uh, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, because few trailers grip me from the jump. I'm like, what's this now? And then they said Sean Mendez 400 times for the rest of the trailer. And then they're like, and that's right. We got Mendez. And it's a kid's movie with a crocodile. It seems like it's got Paddington vibes. Paddington vibes, but it's like a... Cro- oh, yeah, I know. They're, yeah, they're going yeah. for the Listen. Paddington thing. <laughs> Listen, pal. They're going for the Paddington thing. It's like when people are like, hey, Ma- Maggie Rogers has Heim vibes. You must really like Maggie Rogers. And I'm like, first of all, you're kind of sexist for making that observation. You're just saying like, hey... <laughs> She's a woman. There's another white woman making music. Isn't that crazy? And she also reminds you of Lady Gaga. Is that, that also what you're, what you're getting off old Mags? I do have a real bone to pick with the Lyle Lyle Crocodile trailer, but I'll let you continue. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, they bill. It has a good cast. It has a pretty strong cast. It has. This is not a horror movie, by the way. We haven't said anything about the movie. Javier Bardem, yes, which would rec- would lend to it being a horror movie. Crocodile and Javier Bardem, pretty terrifying right off yeah. the jump. Um, the uh, the mother is very familiar. I, oh, it's Constance Wu. Constance Wu Ooh. is in it, uh, and the husband does not get a billing. On the in the trailer, it does like Javier Bardem, Constance Wu, and Sean Mendez as Lyle the Crocodile. When it appears that Constance Wu is married to Scoot McNeary, yes, in in uh in the in this movie, and we gotta stop, we gotta stop uh, ignoring Scoot McNeary because Scoot McNeary has been awesome in pretty much everything that I've seen him in, and he. Deserves a lot more credit. I just watched Narcos Mexico, mm-hmm. which probably makes me higher on the Scoot McNary train than a lot of other people because he's amazing in Narcos Mexico. But we got to start showing Scoot McNary some respect. We don't have the board yet, but I think it's time to ring the bell to ask, are, is, is this thing underrated? Is this Are we sleeping on Scoot? Everybody, I think we are. Sl- let us know. Are you, on Scoot. Do, do you personally, do you sleep, are, do you sleep on Scoot? Don't sleep on Scoot because I'm a I'm a I'm a Scoot McNary guy too. We are scooters. We've all yeah, Viva of Scoot. We are <laughs> for two things. We're stool bark stoolies. We stool and we scoot. We stool and we scoot. Scoot's in this one. Also, I thought you were gonna say uh, Brett Gelman is in this. Yes, as yeah, well. yeah. Brett Gelman, famously uh, from 
the I Love You Honey Bear music video by uh, by Brett Josh Gelman has a very weird energy, partially by choice, but also I think partially. I don't know what that guy's deal is. His his choices, not in life, but I guess professionally. I'm like, so is this just what you're getting offered? Or are you very selective in being like, I need to play this type of character? Yeah. Because he's the uh he's the pervy sad radio guy you right. love. Yeah, so like if he were to be if something were to come out where like where uh Brett Gelman got cancelled, it wouldn't shock me. I, I think and that, like that, that, that's not me like that's not me throwing anything out there or mm-hmm. like trying to slander this guy's name, but it could be a real like hiding in plain sight I sort think- of situation. <laughs> Another way of putting it is if there were something that were to come out about Scoot McNary, even if it were like the Chris Pratt stuff where people just like decided they didn't like him. Yeah. So they like photoshopped tweets and stuff. If there is something came out real or not real, I think that cancel culture would be very quick to be like, yes, well, obviously and right. jump on him yeah. and not really do much fat checking. Quick little bone to pick. Well, this has been percolating for a while. I don't know if I hate anything more than the cancel culture conversation. On one side, you have people complaining about cancel culture that I'm like, yo, like, it doesn't need to take up every second of your brain that, like, cancel culture, all oh, cancel culture, but, like, that side is very stupid. And there's also this, like, increasingly loud group that pushes back against that with, there's no such thing as cancel culture. Cancel culture like, doesn't exist. Yeah, and I'm like, man, the the rare, not rare, the increasingly common, everybody's wrong on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, of of course there's, of 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 course there's a thing where people take joy in finding something bad yeah. from somebody's past. You know how uh, Donald Trump once said, uh, very stupidly, "There's good people on both sides." Yeah, I'm very accurately saying there's bad people on both sides oh yeah yeah, yeah. Of, of course i mean you, you y'all can guess which uh side i most closely identify with but i mean as far as like the there's and i'm not, I'm not saying that like canceling somebody is always a bad thing but I, I think there's people who have like an appetite for ooh, who are we mad at today and there's an appetite for how can we like ruin this person forever like how can we make sure they never do anything again or like or rooting for them to never do anything again like there i think there is a difference between rooting for somebody to face consequences for shit that they've fucked up on in the past but like rooting for them to never get an opportunity again and like essentially throwing the baby out with the bathwater is also not very cool so i say that to say this what do we really know about lyle And his past. <laughs> Should we get ahead of canceling Lyle before Lyle even hits the theater? Lyle's probably got some bad tweets, man. What are yeah? What's Lyle? Like though? you know when tw- when Twitter was like when it was like here's what I had for lunch today. Yeah, Lyle was tweeting out pictures of like people, little boys, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ate a person today. Hashtag. Uh, God bless the food chain. Hashtag yum. Yeah. Love it. God I, bless the food chain. Yeah. Lyle better hope the phone wasn't eating first, because if he's documenting that, then... I don't know much about Lyle, Lyle Crocodile, which I don't know if, like, is it just Lyle or is it Lyle, Lyle? It's, it's probably just Lyle, comma, Lyle, comma, Crocodile, question, no. Uh, <laughs> Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. If I had to guess, I don't know much about 
Lyle the crocodile. But my assumption would be that, like, he was born in captivity somewhere in the United States and was raised by Javier Bardem's character. Well, I learned today. Okay. Today I learned that Lyle Owl Crocodile is a children's, children's book, book. Yeah, written by Bernard Weber. It was first published in 1965. Okay. Mr. Know-it-all. Um, it begins with, did you know about this book? I didn't. Uh, yeah, I did, uh, like... Meaning, like, prior Arm's to, length. Oh, crocodile Arm, arm's length or Pete arm's length? Pete arm's length. Not much longer, though. <laughs> they are very similar. Very similar. Uh, no, like, as a kid, Lyle, Lyle Crocodile was uh, a children's book that I was aware of. So you... Maybe you had friends who read it, but you personally weren't checking right, it out. Right, I was not a Lyle stan. Like, I Queens gambited Lyle. Interesting. You were like, I'm going to wait for this to all die down. Yeah. They're like, but Sean Mendez. And you're like, what about Sean Mendez? He hasn't even been born yet. I'm 12 Shawn years Mendes old. Sean so Mendez is Mendes dead is, right now. Right. He, he Shut the fuck up about Sean Mendez. He does not exist. That trailer really, by the way, it wanted so badly to use the word introducing. Yeah, and I right. bet it had <laughs> yeah. such like an introducing Sean fucking Mendez. I think they do like and with Sean Mendez as Lyle the Crocodile. I think they they were doing like a, everyone's waiting. Who's it going to be? Who's my and my question is how many kids cuz this is definitely a kids movie geared towards kids. How many kids are watching that and being like, "Oh fuck, Sean Mendez. Mendez?" Like most kids I would assume don't know Sean Mendez. That's a real teen energy. And most kids don't know that these characters are voiced by like real people. Right, like I think they know that like it's a thing on TV. I'm not going to see like Buster that's... Moon in real life, but I. But that's if you were to tell me, hey, like you know, it's McConaughey, right? <laughs> Kid's going to be like the the Fuck. the big celebrities are more of a draw for the parents, I believe, to get like the parents in the theater ooh, to see what that's about. That's a good call. And, but like, how many parents are like, ooh, Sean Mendez? Yeah, I mean, maybe there are like youngish parents, but like, are like mid thirties people going crazy for Sean Mendez? I mean, also like, why have Sean Mendez? Like, the biggest appeal for me for Sean Mendez is not hearing Sean Mendez sing; it's just seeing Sean Mendez's face because that guy is just outrageously good looking. He's a good looking guy. Uh, I'm not a parent that I know of, but Cheers, brother, <laughs> you know how it is, but. My take on that commercial on that preview was like, calm down about Sean Mendez. I think you guys are more excited about Sean Mendez than we yeah. are right now. But you think that maybe Lyle Isle Crocodile is doing the Mercedes ad commercial thing where they pay John Hamm for his voice? John Hamm like, has a great voice, though. I guess yeah, Sean Mendez does have a great voice, a singing voice, I suppose. You know what Sean Mendez got off that road? What road? Got off the road. What road? That road? He's not on that road anymore. He got off the road. Oh, uh, yeah, he canceled, canceled the tour. Yeah. tour. And it's that's intriguing to me because he's one of like maybe like 40 people who don't need to tour. Like, I, I wonder if he's going to do like the Beatles thing where he's just like, I don't have to tour i get a lot of money just making music so yeah I'll just do that. i don't want to speculate too much because it did seem in like the the release that he put out that it, was it was a mental, mental health, health related yeah. so yeah like if that was his decision that he needed to, to take a break good for you sean mendez yeah 
But I'm saying I it, mean, it could be like a not right now thing, or it could be like a hey, like tour is really taxing on me. It just doesn't agree with my lifestyle. Whatever. We famously did see Sean Mendez in concert. Once. That's true. We rock. He was to our left as we were walking towards. Lil Wayne, maybe? No, he was to our left as we were walking to the TV tent so that we could watch the that Boston Red Sox. Correct. The Red Sox. No, is it the Red Sox? Boston Red Sox yeah. and the, the New Patriots. England Patriots. They're playing the Chiefs that week, brother. Were they? That was a big one, yeah. Okay. Was, so Brady was, v. Mahomes, okay. if, you can, if you can imagine. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, we had the Red Tom Sox Brady. versus the Astros in the American League Championship Series. Those and then, good, those uh, good hangs, man. and then Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes as we watched sports at Austin City Limits. People were going nuts for Sean Mendez at Austin City, Austin City Limits. A big, big crowd. Yeah, he. I mean, he was one of the like the whole family goes mm-hmm. to see Sean Mendez. Also, the whole family went to go see. Was this at uh, Lollapalooza? Lollapalooza was Alessia Cara. Alessia Cara. The whole family went to go Just see like Alessia Cara. Clouds. Except everybody was smoking weed. Fat and there was like eight-year-old the girls. The little babies. <laughs> yeah. That was incredible. Hey, man. If you, don't, if you can't take the, the clouds, stay out the... Stay out the Alessia Dome. That's right. Uh, that was a very unexpected Lyle Lyle Crocodile um, conversation. I assume... That it was born out of going to go see Marcel the Shell with shoes on, which oh, is yeah. also an unexpected uh, journey for the podcast this week. I was just bored yesterday, and I was like, "I'm gonna see what's in theaters." I was just I was just like purely fascinated by Marcel the Shell with shoes on and whatever the hell that was, and it was playing one showtime at twelve fifteen. So I was like, "If I'm gonna go check this out, it's got to be like right now." Or else Love I probably will never see it. And I went. Surprise of the century. I guess not really a surprise of the century, but very surprising how much I enjoyed that movie. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that movie to the high heavens. Loved it. And it was a movie that I probably just wasn't going to see. Yeah, it's and same. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was, it was, like, I'm so glad that now you saw or never. It and we're like, <laughs> hey, I saw this and I was like, has that. I can't, did that just come out, or has it been in theaters? Have I just been overlooking it or whatever? And then I was like, oh, it's that weird one. Okay, yeah, whatever. Okay, you saw it. I'll go see it. So, my, like like I said, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I'm glad that I did not know that it was an A24 movie heading in, because otherwise I would have been like, okay, this is going to be like the best, because every A24 Give movie the crazy shit. is the best. Uh, I did know Jenny Slate was in it. I did know Marcel the Shell was cute as hell, mm-hmm. but this movie was fucking cute as hell. This movie was a real delight. Can I say, and I guess we'll give some little backstory. It's this little shell that uh, lives in a house that is Airbnb'd out, and the this shell's grandmother lives with him, and a, a uh, f- aspiring filmmaker, or like a not aspiring. He's making films. Yeah, a he, filmmaker, just not super successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boots is, on the ground. Is stay, Yeah, is staying at that Airbnb, comes across Marcel, is fascinated with Marcel, and starts to do a documentary on him. And it's just a lot of seeing this little shell live, and it's all stop motion. I, I, I can't imagine... The years and years and years, and I do know that it took years for them to to actually make this movie. I could tell right off the bat, I was like, this was a short film. 
this was initially either going to be a short film and they just stretched it out or they got more money or something. I think they they made a three-minute short and then people liked it. So they were like, okay, let's do a full movie with it. And the voice is done by Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were into the... You were like, I just need to know how this happened. So yeah. I started to research it a little bit. Yeah, She came up with the voice because uh, she and a bunch of people... We're saving money, staying in a hotel, one hotel room, and it was like a bunch of people, and there ended up being way less space than they expected, which, I do not know how, how hotels work. Those things <laughs> are famously tiny. small, yeah. uh, but she said she started doing this voice that was like, oh, like, there's no room, okay, okay, I want to, and they said the friends loved the voice, and uh, the person she made the movie with, who... Was she was either dating or married to at the time? Yeah, they I, ended up being married for I be- like five years. I believe uh, it was the the short film came out when they were dating. Okay, gotcha. So they were married for like five years. I want to say like 2011 to 2016. Yeah. But he ran out and went to like a random store and just got a couple of things and like took a toy. And added like the feet from a toy to the bottom of it or whatever, and just he just made this real sir shell. collect a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, right, totally. I was thinking, I was watching an interview with her, and I was like, "This is big time, sir collect a lot." If you don't follow sir collect a lot on the gram, gotta do that. Uh, it's the, our friend Miles who makes toys, bizarre and toys. He made a toy for the bear recently, and that one was popping off. People were going crazy for it, but. Yeah, he just stuck a bunch of stuff together, and he was like, okay, it's a shell with one googly eye <laughs> and uh, little feet, and that's it. It is adorable to watch. You know what my favorite part of the movie was, though? I do not know. This was a great visual movie. Yes. Sonically, buddy, the whoever did, whoever called the shots on the audio side of that movie, it rocked. So it's... It sounds like Jenny Slate super close on a mic like this, like barely, barely making any sound. And there's so much fucking compression on it that like you can hear every every time the tongue touches or her teeth or whatever, like any like breathing in any little breath, all of it is equally loud. So it just sounds like it just I'm not, we're not gonna be able to do this because we're not going to add like compression and shit to it. But like. Look up the any clip from the movie, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, like, about. do you think that that was done purposely because it's shot in a mockumentary style? Right, yeah, right. So They're trying like... to make it sound like uh, he has, like, a mic pack on or yeah. something. But Jenny Slate is doing it so quietly that everything is then boosted up so you can get her speaking. But you also get every little sound. And a lot of people would edit that out, and they'd, like, get rid of the breaths and stuff. But mm-hmm. it sounds... So awesome. And Jenny Slate, we've discussed her many a time. There is that person can do no wrong. Yeah, she is awesome. Uh this movie, I mean, just just very wholesome, a lot of good messages, uh just very sweet. Will m- maybe make you cry. Um dialogue's really funny. Yeah, like it, all the ca- characters and I thought it was pretty great that uh that Dean Fleischer Camp, who is the creator of Marcel Lachelle, uh, is like the guy. Yeah, he's the guy in the movie uh, who is like doing the the filming. Like it's just like a very cool 
wild story. Uh, The entire, like, production of Marcel the Shell, as well as the actual story itself. And it makes you happy that somebody believed in the idea. Because that's, like, one of those ideas that probably strikes a chord with us where, where it's like, ooh, that's, like, it's accessible in that it's, like, a cute thing. But also, it's just it's done in a very weird way. And yeah. If they wanted that to be like the next Pixar thing, there's a million things they could have done differently. But this is a movie and project that seems like it really kind of stuck to its guns and was like, no, this is how we're going to do it. And yeah, and it's like a movie that can absolutely be enjoyed by both kids for like the Marcel the Shell character, but also for adults. Like we are adults who are talking about how much we love this movie right now. And just from like a production and technical standpoint, it is a f- like fantastically well done movie. I bet adults like it more than kids. Probably. I do wonder how much appeal there is for kids because a lot of it is mundane, and but a lot of it also is just like very cute and looks cool. So like I feel like Super kids cute. kids probably will just like like the appeal, the visual appeal of Marcel the Shell. Yeah, I was into it, um, Marcel really fucking cool is a isn't a big eagles guy i like that at the end some uh there's a death and marcel eulogizes them by singing peaceful easy feeling loved that i just identify with marcel like i I, or i just like vibed with marcel in a bunch of different ways i'm uh very like a very deep like lightly depressed character and right and and he says right off the bat like hi like I'm Marcel I uh like myself I like it, it has like a very friendly disposition but is also like oh I'm just uh kind of doing what uh we probably should be doing and uh, I just want everybody to be okay and I want to keep a positive outlook there's a great thing where uh, Marcel goes viral and someone comments on the YouTube video and signs oh, it, it has peace a, and love. Yes. And Marcel's like, oh, that's real productive. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing that you noted that. Oh, so you're, you're pro-peace. Is that what you're saying? I was afraid that everybody else who didn't sign it, peace and love, are saying like, hey, let the, let the battle begin. <laughs> let the war. I'm b- very big on war. I'm going to start signing all my, my signatures with war. So I Marcel. like it. It's just a very human character because there's yeah. that. Uh, I did really like like the commentary on uh, like social media, the internet, mm-hmm. and like what does he say? Uh, like an audience is not the same as a community. Like oh yes, it, yes. that was a very uh, bold. that was a, or uh, not bold, uh, just deep. Yeah, very deep, and like I, it has a lot. It's a smart, smart movie that's like very cute, very wholesome, but also has like valuable commentary. This movie kind of just like. Hits a lot of boxes. Yeah, I loved... uh, So Marcel, now that Marcel is all popular and everybody likes Marcel, Marcel needs people's help, wants to find his parents, and does some live streams. Marcel, just kicking my ass even. (laughs) Marcel, more productive than me in the the Twitch space. Just sticking to a schedule, doing streams. And uh, the big thing is, like, if you have any information on my family this is where they were and it's like a picture of the house and this is where i think they went or whatever and of course the internet says oh well, that's what the house looks like let's go try to find marcel the shell let's see let's find marcel the shell's house and they do and everybody's using marcel the shell's house as like a landmark like or a background for the jackson TikTok Mahoming, dances. like yeah. big time 
So she's looking out the, or I'm sorry, he's looking out the window and says, uh, yeah, I gotta say this was not the task force I was <laughs> hoping for. And it's, uh, and it's like a kid filming another kid doing the, what's the, like the floss or whatever. What is it? Yeah, it's or, some or stupid the, shit. Like this thing, the, yeah, like, like the Fortnite, the, the Fortnite right, dance yeah, yeah. basically. So, so, yeah. Like they're doing Fortnite dances and he's like. I mean, I, I was looking for help here. <laughs> this, this is not what it's. It's so good. Uh, yeah, five stars for for my, Marcel the Shell from me. Um, my did question you put that is: in writing? Did you? I did. Back it's on Letterbox. Letterbox. Yeah, I, I five starred it on Letterbox. I four and a half it. Ooh, yeah. wow! Check out this fucking tough guy over yeah, here. Tough cookie. Um, my question though is: Is it eligible to be nominated for best animated movie? Is stop? I mean, I believe it's called stop motion animation. animation. So, like, it should be. Let's see. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Like the the rules for that when it when it's like half stop motion or half animation with live action. I don't know if like that falls into the hybrid category or whatever. Like, I don't know. I. It's a good question. I mean, you get real people in animated films all the time, so. Right, I, I can't remember like the last time. If one I guess. can cross into the other. Why not uh, make it a two-way street? That's right. It's uh, pretty exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> I, if if it does, if it is eligible for best animated movie, I would expect to see it at the uh, the Oscars. I would hope it. It doesn't even need to win. I'd no, but I would just expect love. to see it at the Oscars. I, I I definitely want to see it get some love, especially because I assume that it's the directorial debut for. Uh, uh dean fleischer camp so that'd be a very cool cool story let's see what else does dean fleischer is he he doesn't even have a hyperlinked wikipedia page so let's see he's a uh an award-winning filmmaker he's won a award right but i believe it was for making yeah this movie this or the or the short let's see he's known for oh you know he's directed other stuff ah okay he did fraud in 2016, I don't know what that is. But I did just see that he was hired to do the Lilo and Stitch remake. Oh, love that! Yeah. Did you ever watch anything about Lilo and Stitch? I saw the movie. I saw. I had like one of my like I want to say like my seventh or eighth birthday party was at the movies to go see Lilo and Stitch. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, and this is where like the age gap gets weird. Like when you go to all right, when I was five or when I was ten or whatever, because. Lilo and Stitch, I remember, was like a... Yeah, I'm, I'm too old for this. I can't do it. Oh, like, okay. I don't know. Where... If, if I were a kid now, I would do being a kid very differently. Because as an adult... I'm basically doing... Yeah. Well, I was going to say I'm basically doing a kid being as a an kid. adult. But yeah. that's... No, I will rephrase being that. I'm kid. being a kid as an adult. Like, I'm seeing Marcel the Shell, playing a ton of video games. Yeah. Uh, you know. N- yeah. Like, just like... Live in a kid life. It's so insane, though. Like, the judgment that... And I, I don't know if it's more about being a kid or just how times used to be. And I'm positive younger listeners, viewers, whomever, will not understand this because it's just impossible to understand. So that's not a them problem. But, like, just the judgment and, like, the weird ways in which we, like, set up these rules. I remember, yeah. like, the the one of the big, like... DJ is his own fucking person. He don't, man, he don't give an F about nothing. If he likes something, he'll just go for it. 
one of like the pillar things like that for me legitimately was liking Billy Joel in high school. <laughs> really? That was like what me that was like the risk I took. <laughs> that was like an appreciated risk. Like you, you go yeah, up right. to other kids in my school and just be like, so what's with DJ listening to Billy Joel? And they'd probably be like, actually, no, they're probably less understanding, but they'd be like, oh, I don't know. He's a free spirit, man. He's just like, uh, so uh, yeah. back then, like liking Lilo I'm, and Stitch, if you were too old for it, yeah. would be unheard of. You'd be shunned. You'd be shunned yeah. from society. I mean, like even when you even think back to when we did this podcast in the early days, like we did like a full episode. I'm just like, hey, if you like fruity drinks, man. Go and drink them. And yeah, the, be those free. were like takes. Yeah, right. Yeah. It'd, it'd be like, damn. I'm glad somebody's like finally speaking for for us. But like now, it's just like, I don't know if it's where we are in our age or whatever, or if it's just like where we are in a society where like, yeah, that's not a fucking take. Obviously, yeah. I mean, and like if people are pushing against that, they're probably being the ones that are like dunked on for being like, why do you care what I'm drinking? So like, I don't know. Uh, maybe it is a being an older thing, but like. There's, it seems like people care a lot less about what other people are doing. Oh yeah, it's just like this very weird wall that I think is being broken down. I hope where like you understand that like everybody's a different person and anybody can be anything, right? Like, and like if you're like a if you're like a heavy metal guy, like yeah. it's okay. Like if you fucking drink fruity drinks or like you like Carly Rae Jepsen as well. I think yeah. there's like more of an understanding that. People are not like just fitting into a box exactly. or being a stereotype. Like I think, again, I don't. I really don't know how much of this is like because I'm older and more understanding and you, of these right, things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you care less about those right. walls. Yeah, yeah right. And, and like I'm less surprised to find these things out about certain people. Yeah. But like years ago, I was pretty surprised. Like, oh damn! Like that person likes. X and also Y. Yeah. Not really a cross section that I would expect, but like that shit happens. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Y'all know you're talking to a couple of fellows who like taking care of their minds. Take care of your mentals. Who's the player that said that? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was saying, yeah. yeah, take care of your mentals. Yeah. Take care of your mentals. Well, Marshawn Lynch famously once said, Take care of your mentals. It's the type of thing that we try to do. We take care of ours by going to therapy. There's a million different ways you can do it. I'm not going to treat you like a dummy, but you know the ways that we uh, can take care of and ourselves if, and, and if the you importance don't, of it. Ask. Like, yeah. If you don't know, we'll be happy to talk to you about it, whether on here or privately. Like, yeah. Always down to to help kind of open up about that shit. Oh, yeah. I used to get... I get this fewer and I get this less and less frequently now, and it makes me happy that I get it less frequently. But from friends, I used to get like, um, like I'd be asked for like tips on like how to be depressed or whatever, because they'd be like, "Hey, like you're obviously depressed," or like you're more. To be fair, it was more like you talk about it or like you acknowledge that you're depressed. Yeah. How do you do this or how do you deal with this or whatever? And I get those questions less often now. And I think it's probably because everybody, they're less inclined to think, oh, well, I can only go to one person for this. I need right. to find another yeah. depressed person. Like most people are going to be understanding about it. Yeah. Uh, but there's plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language, taking power naps. I've been, tell you what, man, 
I'm always blading, but I've been blading a little extra harder of late, trying to break that daily sweat. That can help. Uh, there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, going to therapy, obviously, is a good way to essentially go to the gym for your brain. And I think that it's very sad that not everybody can go to therapy. So BetterHelp is very, very useful because uh, it's an online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. This It can be as minimally invasive yeah. as you would like it to be. Fun little fact, yeah. uh, BetterHelp was my first step into therapy. It was my introduction into therapy because like, wasn't totally sure if I wanted to do the therapy scene. And I was like, okay, I had heard of BetterHelp through the podcast. So let me dip my toes in the water, see if it's for me. Turns out, was definitely for me. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, so BetterHelp really kind of like helped grab my hand and pull me into the therapy world. So I very much appreciate them for that. But I bet when you quickly needed to get into the therapy scene and wanted to find something uh, for you, I bet it took really really long huh with better help no it did not at all it did very quickly it happens quickly in fact that's a rare thing these days yeah you're matched with a therapist in under 48 hours with better help yeah and that's like a crazy that was probably one of like the big things that that helped me uh to get into better help was because i was like all right i I don't want to wait like two months to see a therapist because i i don't know if anybody if you're listening and you've been like trying to find a a therapist recently uh I don't know what it's like they now, but even like you. a year or two ago, like when at the height of COVID, I think a lot more people were willing to go to therapy and, and try it out. Uh, finding a new therapist, one who is booking new clients was fucking impossible. And then there's the thing of it's kind of like joining a gym. Then there's the thing of finding somebody that you like. Right. And you're like, well, right how fit. long? Yeah. And you could think there's so many reasons to not see a therapist or that, that you can give yourself to not go and find help get talk to a therapist but yeah. better help legitimately keeps that list very very short they're yeah. like okay well if you need if you don't want to wait you don't want to go through the hassle of trying to find somebody they match we're you getting you somebody very quickly they, they get you somebody very quickly and if you don't like that person they'll switch you very quickly which is a big one too because a lot of the times if you find a therapist that is not good for you or like not the right fit it can be fucking discouraging yeah, it can be like, ah, oh, I took this, I took this leap of faith, and like I'm not being rewarded for it because like this therapist is not gonna not gonna work for me. It can be discouraging. Uh, so BetterHelp will help you switch therapists very quickly as well. You get it in short order. It's inexpensive, or I, I don't want to use the the wrong word, but it is a lot more affordable it's than accessible in person therapy. And yeah, it achieves something that. Like I, so I currently really, really like my therapy setup, and a lot of when I think about it, I do feel bad that not everybody has that. And there's, especially in the United States, there's so many reasons why people can be unable to have that. Some of it can be their own stubbornness. Some of it can be the health insurance, some stigma that still exists. But mostly, it's like 
financial financial health insurance yeah. yeah like that that kind of stuff which are building blocks that should not exist like right. th- there should be we talk a lot about like health insurance and whatever we do talk a lot about not us insurance. but like society americans <laughs> talk a lot about health insurance and the barriers there the mental health barriers are uh those should not exist totally agree so our listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash brunch that's better help B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash brunch. I'll tell you what. BetterHelp got their money's worth with, with that ad read, which was not even an ad read. It was an ad read, but it basically turned into a segment. It was a sponsored conversation. <laughs> yeah. But who sponsored it? That's the real question. That's right. It was Joybird. <laughs> Just kidding. BetterHelp. We'll bleep that out. Dot com. Stupid Joybird. <laughs> At what point can we like talk shit about Joybird? Oh, I think the, I think that ship is is already well on on its destination. We never were talk. We were never mean to Joybird. We were never mean to Joybird until like, until we, we like were. This thing that you're doing, we're just like we okay. kind of got like a little like reality TV on them. We're just like, well, sorry, we're being real. <laughs> and then we were babies, and then they were babies, and then. I can't believe. Here's what the, happens when you put two podcasts in a house with a c- company that nobody's ever heard of that makes overpriced furniture. That's when <laughs> shit gets real. So I don't even know if they're over. Like I don't even know. Oh, if they I, are because I've heard. I've heard like people come come back like after we had like the blood feud. People yeah. were like, "Yo, I went to Joybird.com. That shit is so expensive." Yeah, you know, you know where you should get your furniture. Target. <laughs> Target. They have everything else too. They got Ikea. cereal. Ikea. Yeah. They got cereal too, probably. Guess what? They also don't bring the showroom to you. They don't just dump all of their furniture in your living room. That was a fun thing to do. That we was a do. great just bit. Like, That's what I miss the most about Imagine waking reads. up in your bed and you are surrounded. You can't step anywhere because there are couches they brought being stood up on you. their sides to fit in. There are strangers in your house just looking at all your furniture that you have no idea how it got there. This showroom also has complimentary popcorn. <laughs> so there is there are salty snacks all over your home, your bedroom, just out in the open. That little glass door for the popcorn machine is open. May contain insects. <laughs> Get them. Man, just want everybody to be happy. Just want everybody to... Uh, Except Joybird. You guys can be miserable. Tell you what. Uh, who do you want to defend more here? Uh, Diane Warren or Taylor Swift? Because famously, everyone's mad at both of those people right now. I don't even know who Diane Warren is. Real, I've we've definitely talked to a little Diane Warren on here. Diane Warren is. Uh, let me try to guess this Wikipedia page. The only Diane I know is Diane Sawyer. Hmm. Diane Warren or Diane Coffee. Sorry, true. Diane Warren is an American. How would it be? I would say singer and songwriter, best known for. Known as being one of the most prolific songwriters in American music history. Let's see what... Uh, I think that they, they'll call her a singer because she also has put out music. Diane Warren is an American songwriter, musician, and record producer. Yeah, I didn't land that. But Diane Warren is a very famous songwriter and okay. has written everything. Okay. Wrote uh, Because You Loved Me. 
wrote I don't want to miss a thing. Okay. Wrote if I could turn back time. Ooh. Doing a, writing a lot of songs sung by women and Steven Tyler. <laughs> so, okay. the other day Diane Warren tweeted, "How can a song have 24 writers?" I roll emoji and guess who got really mad at her and called her racist and just like destroyed her life for the next three days would be taylor swift no oh, okay no taylor swift, please taylor swift, that, that would involve taylor swift no no i'm not going to <laughs> it's going to take a shot at taylor swift for why doesn't taylor swift work with musician uh work with women producers just a little observation that's a good point hey come on anyway who did it uh phoebe the, bridgers the internet oh okay no well, i'm sure phoebe bridgers was like Probably champing up the like bit to fucking get asshole. on that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, people perceived it to be a shot at Beyonce because a I lot did see of a picture, by the way, the other day of uh, Maddie from the 1975 with his hands covering uh, Phoebe Bridger's boobs. Really? Yeah. Don't yeah, know what's going on there. I don't like any of that. <laughs> I, I don't like any of that. <laughs> um, I don't like any of that. <laughs> the picture that was posted of like Phoebe Bridgers, Maddie, uh, uh, Bo Burnham. Uh, I forget who else was in there, but uh, I like parts of a lot of the things that you're saying. I know, but I, I like saw that picture and I was like, oh, this is DJ's fucking nightmare. Uh, I think you ended up sending me that picture after I had seen it initially and you were like, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Wayne's tweet about it, it was like, uh, blunt circle from hell. Yeah, nightmare blunt circle. <laughs> yeah, nightmare blunt circle. I can't remember if that was one of the responses or quote tweets because I think people did react to that accordingly. They yeah, like, right. They were like, "This no, seems like a bad time." It was either one way or the other. It was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is everything. Oh, they know this each is other. everything. And then the other side was like, "Ugh, no, <laughs> too much." Yeah, I can deal like. All of the people in that in that like blunt circle were like the outlier in a normal group. Like, oh yeah, bring yeah, bring them like, into. If my friends are hanging out in Bo's there, right? Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like he brings that energy. Or if you see Phoebe Bridgers in like a yeah. in like a quote unquote normal circle, you're like, oh damn, Phoebe Bridgers, hell yeah! Like Maddie's is is with a, a quote unquote normal circle. You're, you, you, they kind of like bring a little bit of cred to like a, a an everyday circle but when they are the circle that's hate, too much yeah too i hate much. to use the word insufferable because there's there are a lot of things like insufferable is an extreme case of it but like i always think like the word annoying we wouldn't have a word for it if it weren't a thing so i, I it, describing something or somebody as like oh, well, that person's annoying, or that's whatever. It's like, it's mean because it's like, well, it's a fucking thing. I don't think that they're like trying, but like you can choose to be insufferable. And I, yeah, yeah, I think it, it's insufferable, insufferable is more of a choice. Annoying is more of like a disconnect. Yeah. Because I'm sure, like, not to, to offend you or anything, but I'm sure oh, that yeah. you've been a, a, a described as annoying a lot of times. Definitely, by boring people. Yeah, yeah right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a disconnect. Because, uh, like, if somebody is not your vibe, then you're like, how, how, how is it the, something wrong with them? Right. Like, it's not. It's the problem's not with me. It's with yeah. them. They're annoying. Yeah. yeah um, so. But the man, that picture with. So we got we got 
Healy and Bridgers doing photos. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, ugh, that is going to be. <laughs> if if that if that is a thing or and becomes that a reason, thing, I'm out. That, that is going to be a real test of patience. Like romantically, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. no idea what's going on there, but uh, I don't know if I want to know. But it would be a lot. It would be a lot. Yeah, I, I don't want this to be a mean conversation. I also just like don't know what Maddie's deal is in that department either i mean they've worked together right but i'm just saying like i don't know like what his where he falls on the spectrum of like sexuality oh yeah i don't know i mean i don't i i, I rarely care i rarely care but now like I, i'm each other and stuff. i'm left wondering <laughs> but yeah again i don't want to be judgy and like shit but like that that whole thing a lot of the bridger stuff is like aren't we so cool and I'm like, huh, maybe, I don't know, just, can we just be nice and, Which I don't is know. A, a very funny comment to make after the discussion we've just had. I know. Can't we it, be nice? Yeah, there's just like a lot of bad, maybe well-intentioned, but like destructive. Oh, destructive. Energy yes. There. Yeah. De- I would say destructive is the perfect word. There's a lot of destructive energy and Phoebe Bridgers, a lot of destructive energy from Maddie. Uh, not Bo Burnham so much, but like, yeah, the weird energy. But I don't know. Just being like, yo, this, we got everything. We got cut rate. Father John Misty. We got like, I don't know. I, this is- I would love we should for next week. We should our, our homework should be to come up with our own personal individual nightmare, uh, nightmare blunt, blunt circles. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Patreon people. Get on uh, patreon.com slash listen to brunch. We'll, although it stinks because we'll probably end up stealing people from yours if we say what would they be. But uh, wait, think on it. And yeah. then after next week's episode, post, oh, no, post we'll, your we'll, nightmare, nightmare blunt circle. We'll post the day of the episode and we just won't check the Patreon that day until we're recording the episode. And then once we say ours, we'll, we'll look check at yours. the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, also get on the Patreon for um, the, the Better Call Saul content. Really, really popping off. It's uh, been a, a, a real party. As... Also, this is the week to do it because this is the penultimate episode coming up uh, next Monday. It's going to be a huge one. It's directed by Vince Gilligan. If you're not already in on the Better Call Saul content, you've got two episodes left, which means you got two post-game shows left, and they're probably the, the biggest two. So yeah. now's a good time to hop on. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Any tier above the $5 or more will get you into the uh, the Better Call Saul post-games. It's a good time, and people have been participating asking good questions, leaving good theories. I still think that this may contain spoilers. It will. Uh, this next episode is going to be a Kim episode. Yep. Maybe entirely you see the title? Kim. Right. It's the called title is called Waterworks. Waterworks and right. we found out uh, in this past episode that Kim works at a pool company now right. uh, in the Gene timeline. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be entirely Kim. Like there's yeah. going to be... There's going to be like maybe it starts off largely Kim, hmm. um, but I, I do think that we're going to get some Gene and Kim. Yeah, I think we get a bunch. I I don't even know if it'll be Gene and Kim. Maybe that's what the last one ends up being. Maybe they use th- the second last episode to just do Kim. Gene gets in contact with them, but 
I'm more and more inclined to think the farther away I get from that episode that the phone call was him talking to Kim, Kim being like, yo, you suck. What the hell's wrong with you? And basically her rejection of him again, once again, leading to him getting him being ridiculous and worse because for the rest of that episode he was going off the handles in ways that just didn't make sense it was just still calculated but a lot stupider than he ever is Mm -hmm. and really clumsy so maybe that's it maybe it's just like his kryptonite is kim rejecting him and that makes him do really really stupid things and make bad choices yeah i mean like that's what we've learned throughout this uh the past handful of episodes too i mean because after she rejects him initially and she's like we're not good for each other that's when he fully steers into the saul goodman character and is like sleeping with hookers and getting like an outrageously uh like cringy and tacky house uh and like he, he it seems like he's really desperately trying to fill that vacancy that kim left what is your breaking bad slash better call saul nightmare blunt circle uh tuco's in there because tuco like if there's any (laughs) sort of uh any sort of um spice in the blunt yeah tuco is gonna fly off the handle and probably kill everybody in the circle so it might honestly just be tuco we yeah we i was gonna say we could just load it up with like murderers (laughs) and be like you probably don't want to smoke a blunt with these people tuco would be a really really bad time i honestly i think that if we're doing like dream blunt circle give me bill oakley okay you know that he's good with those snacks yeah he's got those chips that boy stay at the vending machine that's true uh dream blunt circle you want jesse there He's coming with the Funyuns. He definitely is. Uh, Jesse would be in mine for sure. Uh, I bet... Kim would be a good... Kim would be a very good one. I would say um, even... What's his name? Um, What's what's the kid? The assistant? Chuck's assistant? Oh, Ernesto? Ernesto. I bet Ernesto, like, after just like a long day of getting berated by Chuck, would hit the blunt and be like so chill and kind of has some funny stories to, to share. We see that he gets that energy out. I mean, you give him the mic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Karaoke, he's letting yeah. that thing fly. Uh, a weird blunt circle would be like you, Tuco, and Ernesto. <laughs> Just the three of you. Uh, uh, yeah. Who's the first person to speak there? Tuco. And when I say you... I don't mean like the collective you. I mean like Pete. Yeah. <laughs> so Pete, mean, Tuco, and Ernesto. It would definitely the first person. Tuco's possibly the, the only person to speak would be Tuco. Yeah, I could see, and I'd be the same way. Not being able to muster the, the courage. Oh, or know, or just like you know when you get high and you're like, okay, I have to be very selective of every word that I'm saying. Right, like so I'm that, talking too much, but you don't you, have talking at all. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like you you really want to be like, I'm very high. I need to be very careful about what I say and uh, make sure that nobody knows that I'm super high. So like mm. I have to really think about it. And like this is this process has, of thinking about it has it taken 45 minutes. Yeah, has hours. taken 45 minutes. You have not spoken in 45 minutes and everybody's like, that guy's so fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> If there, I'd like to do like a double-sided uh, mirror type thing where I could just like put Watch. a blunt circle in another room. 
I'm putting Tuco, Ernesto, both of the twins or brothers oh that uh, Tuco, they, they call Tuco's uh, abuela a uh, a biznatch. <laughs> putting them in there. Oh, stupid uh, Betsy Kettleman. Remember her? No. She's the worst. She's uh, in the begin. That's the peop- That's the person who. Uh, Jimmy is trying to trick into hitting the brothers, and oh, right. then he's yeah, going to scare. Yeah. But she's the the worst. They end up famously getting hit by Tuco's grandmother and calling her biznatch. <laughs> <laughs> no good. Don't uh, want to do that. Let's see who else. You know who I'd like in my blunt circle? I'd like uh, I'd like uh, Schweikart. What's his first name? Uh, damn. Dale? Uh, I think it's... Schweig- There's Schweikart and Coakley. Let's see. Rich. Rich. I like Rich, Rich Schweikart. I, I like Rich's... I, I like the cut of Rich's jib. I'd like to just split a blunt with... Absolutely. Old Richie Schweikart. Rich has, like, very calming energy. He's very well-spoken. Just has, like, a very zen energy to him. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, you know who might be in my blunt circle is the... Um, the guy from uh, the bank. Shoot, what's the the big guy with the cowboy hat? Um, when like the big oh, account? Yeah, him. what's their big uh, account? Shit. Um, oh, uh, Mesa Verde. Mesa Verde. Yeah. No, no, wait, no, Mesa Verde. No, that's is, Mesa Verde. Oh, that's the bank. Yeah, 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 that's the bank. Uh, and the guy, the big guy with the cowboy hat, the Texan. I believe he's from Texas, but like that guy, I bet would be a a, a great blonde circle guy. Would Would you want uh, Clifford Maine there? No. You might bust out the guitar. That's how he blows Especially off. Especially no. Yes. It's, it's, it's just you, Ed Bagley Jr., who does not know that you're treating him as his Better Call Saul character, Clifford Maine, and there's a guitar there. He doesn't know what's going on, but you both have to smoke weed together. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, which, uh, where are you putting Stacey Ehrmantraut? No, nowhere. She's got to be in your so then probably your nightmare blunt circle. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, got, closer to the nightmare one than like the dream one. Tuco, Mike's daughter-in-law, <laughs> and Ernesto. I feel bad putting Ernesto in any sort of nightmare blunt circle. Can I put? Uh, can I put Mike's granddaughter in my dream blunt circle? <laughs> Because hopefully she's not going to take any of it. Yeah. But then you're just getting really high in front of a child. A child. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, it was, it was more of a joke. Where's uh, Howard going? I would take Howard in my dream one. He might have a drug problem. We don't know. It's true. Then you're then you're on the hook. It certainly looks then like... Then you're on, a, on the hook for liability. By the way, Kevin is the... Uh, is the base bird, I guess? Yeah. Okay. You know who's definitely going in my nightmare one? Gus, the doctor, the vet. Oh my god, that guy. Is that guy was fuck. So I'd be, like, I'd be like, oh, let me guess. You know, all, all he does is weed. All yeah. he does is complain and like fucking tell you why this is a bad. Yeah, idea. yeah. Speak down to you. Yeah, I don't want that, man. As long as, as long as there was like security, I would love to have Lalo. I'd, I'd love no, to because because I would a little pot with. I Lalo. would get a little high and I'd be super in my head about like. 
is is, is he being charming because he's going to kill me? Yeah. Or is he being charming because and he's like, the most charming human? Don't like, fall for any of right. this. Right, yeah. Don't, like, yeah, I, it. it would, I'd be the most paranoid around him. You know, I, I would... Uh, I'd do a little bit of pot with uh, with Werner Ziegler. Oh hell yes, that's a great addition. He'd be. Absolutely. I would just love to. I. This is a thing I do sometimes. If there's like a cool person, I say I say that's the kind of guy I'd like to get a beer with. But like, that's but like, thing. absolutely, because the like him grabbing pints with Mike was just yeah. fucking like that's the ideal grabbing Such a pint a, with a guy. Yeah, so I'd grab I'd grab a beer with. Like okay. all they would do is is sit at the bar and like lock into lock their attention into something like at the bar and it's all they would talk about for like an hour. That's that's what you want in uh in like a a, a pint partner because you don't have to come with any like uh come with any like uh show notes. Yeah. You don't have to have topics of conversation. You lock into something at the bar and that's all you talk about for like the hour. All right. So nightmare blunt circle we're looking at Tuco, uh, the brothers. You know what? I'm gonna toss. Uh, I'm gonna toss Spooge in there. I don't want Spooge. My night. My my blunt circle. Do you want Tyrus there? No, too terrifying. Tyrus, mm-hmm. like you want to talk like someone who's not gonna talk the whole fucking. Yeah, time. I know. Yeah, Tyrus would be in my nightmare one just because he'd be fucking terrifying. You know who's uh, top of my nightmare one other than Tuco? Nacho's dad. Because he doesn't very want judgmental, to be there. Very judgmental. He's like, so I guess we'll all sit around and smoke drugs together. <laughs> I don't know, though, because like it, it, it really could depend. Like He could be a weed-only kind of guy. Like He could, he could probably get down with, with weed. I would love if Nacho's dad was just like a big, hey, legalize it, brother. <laughs> that was like his like only... The, the only way that he cuts loose is like, hey... I give you some new leather seats, and then after, maybe we can hit we the bomb. Spark it peace, up, brother. Yeah, he's doing a lot. Always throwing up the peace sign. Uh, it has to be pre uh, pre Nacho death, though, because post Nacho death. Shoot, like, man, I'm easy going. I don't care. I haven't seen my son in four no, weeks, no, peace, brother. <laughs> no, like because once once the thing goes around and it gets to Nacho's dad, he'll probably be like. No thanks. That stuff killed my son. Mm. Like he he's probably staunchly anti drugs after uh, after the death of his son. I don't want Mike in either of these things. No, I, I mean I love Mike. I would I would rather grab a beer with Mike right. than smoke with Mike. I'd be interested to see like what Mike could fashion a joint into, like <laughs> uh, into a gun. <laughs> How are you turning this into something that to, can like, kill me? I'd like to like smoke a little weed in front of Mike and then just watch him do something. Yeah, you know how they say, like, where you know how they is say, he like, going? What's weed, he doing? Weed has never killed anybody. Yeah, you give Mike Airman Trout a blunt and he's finding a way to turn it into a murder weapon. Oh yeah, that thing, that thing plugs into a wall outlet within five minutes. <laughs> yeah, Nacho would be an easy one to put in in my dream one. Yeah, Nacho's just a dream person. I love Nacho, man. You know that Nacho uh, that uh, Michael Mando is a Canadian boy. I did not know that. The scar above his eye? Hockey. Hockey. Wow. He's playing too much hockey with the boys. His dad was probably like... We don't have a hockey podcast, but if we did, we should get him on that podcast. Famously, uh, Nacho Varga, first guest, Michael Mando. We tried to get him on this. Yeah. So I believe he said no. 
get you. <laughs> knowing that he was not on this podcast, I uh, I believe remember he him. was a, a a hard no. I remember we, when we tried to get him, we were like, "Yo, no one's heard of this dummy. Perfect. He's gonna say yes." And I think he was just maybe like, "Nah, I'm just like, I'm just gonna kind of take life as it comes right now." And I was like, "I appreciate that, but." Should do this podcast first. Yeah, I like. I agree with where you're coming from. Hundred so percent. Let's discuss that on, on the podcast. Po- you care to come on to discuss uh, Taylor Swift? Everybody mad. Uh, people are big into uh, PJ emissions. Yeah, I know. you're in this. Yeah, because Kylie Jenner did something stupid, so they were same, like, "Who else with, can we mad?" Same at? with Elon Musk. Uh, uh, Kylie Jenner, Elon Musk, and Taylor Swift have all gotten got on their PJ emissions. Yeah, because I, th- I think that Taylor is the biggest culprit. Is that it? Yeah, she was like named on Forbes, whatever, like the biggest weight, like carbon waste polluter or whatever. Yeah, and I think that people kind of get it twisted when they talk. They're like, "Oh man, she's flying around so much." But I mean, Taylor Swift got to get places somehow. It's got to be it would be a miserable existence if she were to fly coach or anything like that. Um, but I just find it the only part of it I find funny is that it's just like she's taking very short trips in a private jet. So the memes have been outstanding. Have you seen any of them? I have. You sent me one. A lot of like planes flying very low to the ground with like Taylor Swift going for coffee. Yeah, Taylor Swift going to get her mail. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. Uh I mean, it's it is it's funny. Like it's I think that it's like very funny to to like scrutinize the way that uh that like rich people are wasteful because they're probably wasteful in a thousand million different ways. Yeah. Do you, uh, if you have a PJ though, are you even using it that often? I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I'd use it. No, I to flex. I'd use it to show like, Hey, Oh, what this plane has a golf course or whatever I'm doing. It. Like I, I'm fine flying, but I don't want to like push it. <laughs> yeah i know same i'm, I'm fine flying like, I, a normal amount i, I want to like quadruple it yeah right and i am like uh anytime i can avoid flying i'm usually doing it i don't know if that changes like with the pj process i'm sure it's a lot easier and less like stressful than having to go to the airport and like go through tsa and security and all that shit like i'm sure like it's it's a lot simpler and less of a headache when you've got a pj hop but on he, the pj but here's the thing and i had this conversation uh like last week actually if i had pj money i don't know if i would use it for pjs because most of the uh aviation accidents that you see that is happen true. in the PJ game. They're done in the like independent yes. sector. Yeah, like in the private slash independent sector. Because commercial flying, there's a lot riding on that going well for like the like the pilots, the obviously I mean that's probably the case for PJs too, but like you're killing a lot more people Stakes if you get in way higher. Yeah, and like your company could go under for like if like American Airlines has a crash like their stock is going to fucking crash. Yeah. So like the chances of getting into a, a, an aviation accident I would say are significantly lower if you fly uh commercial. So if I had PJ money I'd probably just fly first class everywhere. I think that I'm kind of with you. Especially well it also depends on what's your ease of life in the public it, just in public. Like if if you're right. Taylor Swift 
Like you, you, you still can't fly first class. Like, it's very hard to be among a bunch of people, right? Because a lot of people uh, have been marketed to very well and are under the impression that you're like the <laughs> greatest songwriter ever. So, so you're going to get mobbed at the airport. Like even mobbed. on the plane, if you're in first class, you're going to get like mobbed. You're not going to have security. It's not going to be as comfortable. Like I understand. So I'm like that. yeah, like you got to like send for a lot of stuff, and when you do have to travel, you got to do the. Either the PJ thing or remember when there was the rumors that she was being carried around in a box? <laughs> yeah, that was great. And Father John For Misty, like a full year. <laughs> yeah. But Father John Misty tweeted that uh, it wasn't her because it was Lambie. <laughs> He's the best. My favorite rivalry, by the way. I almost tweeted this the other day and I was like, this would go squarely in the just text it to one or two people category. My, the, my favorite rivalry in sports right now is Father John Misty's Instagram run by... Yes. Whatever social media manager runs it versus Father John Misty's Instagram because Josh Tillman has the password. Too. Yes, yeah. It's it will post something that's very much like a Don't press miss release. Father John Misty or whatever, and then like the first comment is something insane from the same account. Oh, yeah, or the next or the next post will be like him looking like he just like got off a four day bender, and it's like him in a gym being like. Grind, don't stop, <laughs> yeah. with like a million different like exclamation points. Has he done shit like that? Yes, yeah. Oh, my God. He's the best. Very, very funny. They're touring soon. They're coming around. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, good time. Get your tickets. We got a message today. Got a DM on the uh, brunch Instagram. It was just like, hey, you guys got me into brunch, and I just saw him at Red Rocks. Let me got tell you. Father John Misty. Yeah. The Rocks. What's that? He said you, you got a message saying that we got them into brunch. Yeah, no, we got them into Father John Misty. Did I say that we got them into brunch? Yeah. Well, we did. Yeah, true. No yeah, lies that's detected. True. That was the precursor to getting them into Father John Misty. You're right. Yeah, but they said the rocks were uh, really red and that the tunes were good. <laughs> okay, cool. And that the friends were the friends were good. Everything was, was strong there. Uh, on the Taylor Swift thing, I think I don't just bully. To, like, don't bully anybody unless... There's, there's sometimes bullying's okay, I guess. Yeah, it's like a yeah, definitely. trying to like right or wrong or something. Yeah, like sometimes bullying works. So like getting getting the um the uh the actress from uh, West Side Story to the Oscars, right? You know, internet bullying, it right, worked. Okay. She so got there. If like you're trying to right or wrong, get the right people's attention or whatever. Uh, I think it does probably seem like it's more of like a PJ usage problem than a Taylor Swift thing. I don't think that Taylor Swift came up with maybe she had a co-writer on it just kidding damon albarn reference i don't think that she just came up with like hey i'm thinking a bunch of short trips on pjs <laughs> yeah right. yeah we good and in case you're wondering the only pj emissions that i'm giving out are when i fart at night from having uh peanut butter and jelly no you can't spell pb and j without pj you didn't know that 